Good morning, and welcome to Current Radio. It's Monday, January 8th. Today, we're looking at Isomorphic's new deals with Eli Lilly and Novartis for drug discovery and VinFast's $2 billion investment plan in India. Plus, United Launch Alliance and Astrobotic are ready for an early Monday liftoff to the moon, and we'll be diving into everything you need to know about Google Gemini, the new generative AI platform. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Technology Station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. Isomorphic Labs, a drug discovery-focused spin-out of Google AI R&D division DeepMind, has announced strategic partnerships with pharmaceutical giants Eli Lilly and Novartis. The deals, worth around $3 billion, aim to apply AI to discover new medications to treat diseases. Celeste, can you give us some insight into this? Absolutely, James. Isomorphic Labs, launched by DeepMind co-founder Demis Hassabis in 2021, will receive $45 million upfront from Eli Lilly and potentially up to $1.7 billion based on performance milestones. Novartis will pay $37.5 million upfront and fund select research costs with the potential for $1.2 billion in performance-based incentives over time. That's quite a significant investment. Can you tell us more about the technology that Isomorphic Labs is using? Isomorphic Labs draws on DeepMind's AlphaFold 2 AI technology, which predicts the structure of proteins in the human body. By uncovering these structures, researchers can identify new target pathways to deliver drugs for fighting disease. The technology isn't perfect, as a recent article in Nature pointed out, but the scale at which the model can generate reasonably accurate protein predictions is beyond most methods that came before. So it's more of a hypothesis generator rather than a replacement for experimental data. Has this technology been applied in any practical scenarios yet? Yes, it has. Researchers recently used AlphaFold to design and synthesize a potential drug to treat hepatocellular carcinoma, the most common type of primary liver cancer. DeepMind is also collaborating with the Drugs for Neglected Diseases Initiative to apply AlphaFold to formulating therapeutics for Chagas disease and Leishmaniasis, two of the most deadly diseases in the developing world. That's quite promising. And what about the future of Isomorphic Labs and its application of AlphaFold? Isomorphic is already applying the new AlphaFold model, which it co-designed with DeepMind, to therapeutic drug design. It's helping to characterize different types of molecular structures important for treating disease. However, there's pressure for Isomorphic to start generating a profit. In 2021, the company recorded a 2.4 million pounds loss as it ramped up hiring ahead of opening its second office location in Lausanne, Switzerland. It's certainly a space to watch. The application of AI in drug discovery could revolutionize the pharmaceutical industry and potentially lead to breakthroughs in treating various diseases. Now, let's shift our focus to Vietnam's electric vehicle manufacturer, VinFast, which has announced plans to invest $500 million initially to set up an integrated facility in India, aiming to break into the world's third largest automobile market. Celeste, can you tell us more about this development? Certainly, James. VinFast has signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the state government of Tamil Nadu in India. The agreement earmarks an investment of up to $2 billion, although a concrete time frame hasn't been provided. The facility, which will be constructed in Thuthukudi, 
is expected to have an annual capacity of up to 150,000 units and generate between 3,000 and 3,500 employment opportunities. Tamil Nadu is already a major center for automobile manufacturing, isn't it? Yes, indeed. The southern Indian state is home to production facilities of prominent companies such as BMW, Hyundai, and Renault-Nissan, as well as electric vehicle manufacturers including China's BYD and India-based Ather Energy and Ola Electric. VinFast's investment is seen as a significant contribution to Tamil Nadu's long-term development. What about VinFast's strategy for reaching consumers in India? In addition to the manufacturing facility, VinFast is also planning to develop a pan-India dealership network. This is a strategic move considering India is the world's third-largest four-wheeler market. VinFast's deputy CEO of sales and marketing, Tran Maihoa, has said that the MOU demonstrates VinFast's strong commitment to sustainable development and a zero-emission transportation future. Despite these ambitious plans, VinFast has faced some financial challenges in its existing markets, hasn't it? Yes, that's correct. Last year, VinFast cut jobs in the U.S. and Canada and faced criticism over quality and safety issues with its VF8 EV. The company's share price has also fallen by more than 81% since its initial public offering. However, India's aim to achieve 30% electrification by 2030 makes it an attractive market for global EV players, despite the current penetration of electric cars being only 0.25% of the total car sales. It's a bold move for VinFast, but one that could pay off if India's EV market continues to grow. Now, let's turn to the United Launch Alliance's Vulcan Centaur rocket, set to launch early Monday morning, carrying Astrobotics' Peregrine Lunar Lander. This could be the first fully private spacecraft landing on the moon. Can you tell us more about this, Celeste? Absolutely, James. The Peregrine Lunar Lander, if all goes well, will journey to the moon over the course of around one and a half months, with an anticipated landing on February 23rd. The launch was initially set for Christmas Eve, but due to ground system issues, ULA decided to postpone. Astrobotic CEO John Thornton has acknowledged the difficulty of landing on the moon's surface, but he expressed confidence in his team's preparation and readiness for the mission. It's not just ULA and Astrobotic that have a lot riding on this launch, right? Correct, James. This launch also marks the first time Blue Origin's BE-4 rocket engines will take flight on Vulcan's first stage booster after years of delays. It's also the first mission under NASA's Commercial Lunar Payload Services CLPS program, which aims to kickstart payload delivery to the lunar surface. Astrobotic was awarded $79.5 million from NASA in 2019 for this mission. So, this is a significant step in private lunar exploration. What can we expect from the mission once it reaches the moon? Astrobotic plans to land Peregrine near a region of the moon known as the Gruthweisen Domes. It will be delivering a number of NASA payloads and scientific instruments designed to better understand the lunar environment. Additionally, Peregrine will also be delivering around 15 non-NASA payloads, including a rover from Carnegie Mellon University and a robotic project called Coleman from the Mexican Space Agency. And this is just the beginning of a busy year for lunar missions, isn't it? Indeed, James. 2024 is shaping up to be a significant year for lunar exploration. Other lunar launches slated for this year include Intuitive Machine's IM-1 lander, which is scheduled for liftoff on a SpaceX Falcon 9 in February, Japanese firm iSpace's second lunar mission, 
and Firefly Aerospace's Blue Ghost Lander in the third quarter of 2024. Both Intuitive Machines and Firefly's missions are part of the CLPS program. If all goes well, we could see the first private company landing a spacecraft on the moon this year. That's certainly something to look forward to as we keep a close eye on these missions. Now let's shift our focus to Google, which has recently debuted Gemini, a new generative AI platform. But what exactly is Gemini, and how does it compare to other AI models? Celeste, can you shed some light on this? Certainly, James. Gemini is a next-generation generative AI model family developed by Google's AI research labs, DeepMind and Google Research. It comes in three versions, Gemini Ultra, Gemini Pro, and Gemini Nano. What sets Gemini apart from other models, such as Google's own large language model, Lambda, is its ability to work with more than just text. It was pre-trained and fine-tuned on a variety of audio, images, videos, code bases, and text in different languages, making it natively multimodal. That's interesting. So how does Gemini differ from BARD, another product from Google? Well, BARD is simply an interface through which certain Gemini models can be accessed. It's like an app or client for Gemini and other generative AI models. Gemini, on the other hand, is a family of models and not an app or front end. There's no standalone Gemini experience, and there likely never will be. If we were to draw a comparison with OpenAI's products, BARD corresponds to ChatGPT, OpenAI's popular conversational AI app, and Gemini corresponds to the language model that powers it, which in ChatGPT's case is GPT 3.5 or 4. That clears things up a bit. Now, what capabilities do these Gemini models offer? Because the Gemini models are multimodal, they can theoretically perform a range of tasks, from transcribing speech, to captioning images and videos, to generating artwork. However, few of these capabilities have reached the product stage yet. Google promises that these features and more will be available in the not-too-distant future. For example, Gemini Ultra, the flagship model, can be used to help with tasks such as physics homework, identifying relevant scientific papers to a particular problem, and even generating the formulas necessary to update a chart with more recent data. That sounds quite promising, but how does Gemini stack up against OpenAI's GPT-4? Google claims that Gemini Ultra exceeds current state-of-the-art results on most of the widely used academic benchmarks used in large language model research and development. In fact, they say that Gemini Pro is more capable at tasks like summarizing content, brainstorming, and writing than GPT-3.5. However, it's important to note that these scores appear to be only marginally better than OpenAI's corresponding models. And some early impressions haven't been great, with users and academics pointing out that Gemini Pro tends to get basic facts wrong, struggles with translations, and gives poor coding suggestions. That's a fair point. And how about the cost of using Gemini? Gemini Pro is currently free to use in BARD, AI Studio, and Vertex AI. However, once Gemini Pro exits preview in Vertex, the model will cost 0.25 per character, while output will cost 0.0005 per character. So for example, summarizing a 500-word article with Gemini Pro would cost about $5. That's quite interesting. And where can one try out these Gemini models? Gemini Pro can be experienced in BARD, where it's currently answering text-based queries in English in the U.S. It's also accessible in Preview in Vertex AI via an API. Gemini Nano, on the other hand, is currently available on the Pixel 8 Pro and will come to other devices in the future. 
developers interested in incorporating the model into their Android apps can sign up for a sneak peek. All right, that wraps up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Current Radio. We'll see you back here tomorrow.